Welcome to the podcast, Embracing the Adventure of Mom Life. This podcast is for all moms who are ready to learn and grow alongside their teens and tweens and make these years the best ones yet. I'm your host, Kimberly Nichols, and I'm glad that you're here on this adventure with me. You're listening to episode 15, Dealing with an Irritable Teen. How is everyone today? Another week has gone by and March is coming to an end soon. It's kind of crazy. I don't know about you, but I feel like time is flying. Okay, so this weekend I had an experience and I've had it before and I just connected the dots and I wanted to share it with you because I feel like we learn really well with analogies. And so I'm going to share it with you. So I was going for my run, which I always do, and I always listen to music. And music is very motivating for me. And if I need a distraction, it's even better. But I was on my run and I hit a point where I was getting so irritated by the music. And I tried switching the songs and it didn't help. And it was really bugging me and just annoying me. So I finally ended up turning off my music. And as I was thinking about that, I was remembering another time that I had had this same experience and it's always in the same spot on my run. And I put together the dots. So when I was maxing out, when I was feeling like I needed to focus and this was a really hard part in my run or I was pushing myself at a certain speed that was pushing on my threshold, that is when I got super irritable, super irritated by anything that was distracting me from focusing on what I needed to do in that moment. The one spot on my run is usually the hill. There's a really big hill in my three mile route. And when I'm running double the length or distance, then it affects me even more because I'm more exhausted at that point because it is the last part before I get home. And so this hill is a good workout, but when it's at the end of a six mile run or even a three mile run, it's pushing me to my limits. And that's why the music really bothers me. So this epiphany for me that I had of recognizing that it was when my body and mind were kind of maxed out and kind of on survival, right? Like just breathe is basically all I wanted to focus on is just breathe. That is when I needed the music off. I needed the distractions actually gone because they were more of an irritant than they were helpful at that point. So what does this have to do with your irritable teen or tween? Let me tell you. This can be equated to the same as our human interactions and our human responses when we are maxed out, when we are feeling overwhelmed or needing to focus or possibly preoccupied with some sort of concern. The same applies to your teen or tween. And it can apply to you as a mom as well. Irritability isn't something that tells you a person's personality or the kind of person that they are. The irritability is telling you what is going on on the inside. It is a sign of some sort of overwhelm or feeling that is preoccupying them. Now, this is great news. When your teens or tweens are irritable and really just getting annoyed with everybody or snappy, you or their siblings, if they are in that kind of mood, this is a great red flag for you, but the good kind, one that can actually help you to get into a place where you can show up as you want to in being that better mom. 
this red flag is telling you that something is going on for your teen or tween. Now, it could be something small. It could be something maybe that's a bigger problem. But no matter what, what it is doing for your teen or tween at that time is they are already on their last straw. They are already maxed out. They are really feeling like they need to focus or their brain is just preoccupied trying to focus on something and whatever is happening around them is interrupting and is distracting and is maybe just too much for them. Just like my music was too much for me when I was going up the hill at the end of my run and trying to push myself to keep going and not walk. The same is for us when we are irritable and for our teens and tweens. And as adults, we learn how to better handle some of those things. And so our irritability may not show up as much. We may not be as snappy as a younger kid, a teen and tween. They're, you know, dealing with hormones and they're trying to figure out their emotions and they're still trying to understand everything that's going on, right? So they could just have a test that's coming up that they're worried about or having a friend struggle, or maybe they're just so exhausted from staying up late or from a practice, whatever it may be, they are in what you would call more of a survival mode. They're focused and preoccupied with something else that seems to be the most important. And so anything that interrupts, anything that bothers or distracts will be something that they will most likely snap at, that they will be irritated by. The same thing happens when it comes to being a mom. There will be days where you will notice that you are more irritable, that you are snapping at your kids, and maybe you don't even know why. The chances are that you are maxed out, that you are overwhelmed or stressed, and maybe you're preoccupied with a concern that's happening in your life right now. That's probably all it is. So whether it's for your teens or yourself, it's the same. There is something else going on. But I'm going to stay focused on the teens because I know that's really where your concern is right now. How do you deal with them and what do you do? So the thing to remember is being curious. When you notice that they're irritable and they're snapping at everybody, have it be a sign that something else is going on for your teen or tween. And from that place, you won't be seeing their irritability as a problem in the same way. Yes, you might appreciate their behavior to change a little because they're being rude. But if you're looking at it as something is going on for them, you'll stop seeing it as a problem and start seeing it as communication. There's something more. Can you imagine what it would be like if you saw their irritability as a clue and not a problem? What would it be like if your teen was snapping at everybody and you approached a situation with eyes that were seeing what really might be going on with concern and love for them instead of frustration with their attitude? What would that change for you? Can you imagine the result of those situations and how much they would change with that mindset? As I'm talking about this, this makes me think of what I just read this week, actually, in Matthew chapter 13 in the Bible, how Christ is teaching about having eyes to see and ears to hear and how sometimes things are overlooked or you just kind of miss what's actually going on. You don't understand the true meaning of whatever is happening or whatever is being said. That's the same with our teens and tweens. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to look past that, right? Look past the rude behavior because it's not good to be rude. 
But if you can see what's underneath, if you can have those eyes to see and ears to hear what actually is going on for your teen, even if you don't know the exact problem, that loving mom heart of yours is going to tune in so quick that everything will change. That situation will be handled totally different. Those are the eyes and ears that you have and that you always want to be using that sometimes you don't really have access to because you've reacted, because you've felt like their behavior is a problem. When you can approach it as communication instead of a problem, then you can love on them as you figure out how to help them, as you talk with them, as you reach out to them. You'll approach the situation differently. You'll approach them with more love and concern instead of frustration and anger. The thing to remember is it's not about you or their relationship with their sibling when they're being irritable, when they're snapping at everyone. It's about what's going on for them. It's about them. It means nothing about you or their siblings and how much they care about everybody. If you're still maybe having a hard time understanding this, here's another example of how you can approach this with different eyes and different ears. Have you ever had anything that just annoys you so much or that really irritates you a lot and had some times where you feel like you are going to explode if that thing or action or noise doesn't stop? I've, I know I've totally had that. And my number one thing is people chewing. Hearing them chew with their mouth open drives me nuts. But there are times where I literally don't think I can handle it. I don't think I can stay sane if it continues any longer. And then there are other times where it bothers me, but not so much. Like I can deal with it. I can ignore it. I can push it aside. Have you ever had any of those experiences where one time the thing will literally make you feel like you're going to explode and another time you just kind of push it aside and eh, whatever kind of attitude towards it? Right there, those demonstrate that you were in a different place inside when you were faced with those situations. They were identical basically, but your reaction to them were night and day. You wanted to snap one time, whereas the other time you were totally fine and you just dealt with it. That's because at that point in your life, in that point in your day, whenever it was, something was preoccupying you. Something maybe was making you feel overwhelmed or stressed. And so any extra things added in were those things that you just wanted to snap at. Now, hopefully this helps you to feel like you are in a better place where you can show up for your teens and tweens when they're irritable in a way that is more beneficial for the both of you, where you show up with more understanding and more love instead of being more forceful and maybe intense. Yes, you can talk to them about being rude, but instead first you can approach them in a way that will be more helpful and beneficial for the both of you. Okay, so just knowing that something else might be going on when your children are snapping doesn't mean that you're always going to be great at it. It doesn't mean you're always going to respond versus reacting, and that's okay. But here's the clue. The first one is to take care of yourself. And when I say take care of yourself, I don't mean make sure you're eating and showering and getting up when you want to and things like that. 
But what I really mean is to be aware of your own mental and emotional health. Because when you are aware of how you are doing mentally and emotionally, and you're taking care of that part of you, that's when you are better able to show up with responding to your children and your teens and tweens when they're crabby versus reacting. If you are in a better place, no matter what you're dealing with, then you will be more likely to respond to them instead of react. So that's your clue number one. But in reality, half of this responding comes from training, from training yourself to be good at remembering to do this. And then the other half is just planning ahead. Just like I mentioned in the last podcast, when it comes to your relationship with your teens and tweens, there are some predictable things, some things that are always recurring. They're the recurring pain points in your relationship or maybe recurring times of day that these things happen. Like for me, a lot of tension happens around dinner because everybody's hungry and tired from the day and, you know, there's a lot more tension then. So mentally, I plan ahead for how to respond to things during those that little hour of the day because for me, it's most critical and I know it happens almost every day. So pay attention for you. What are those recurring pain points maybe that are a little more predictable that you know will just happen again or topics that may come up or things that you can focus on a little bit more where you can plan ahead? If you know that there's a time of day where they are more irritable, maybe plan ahead for that. But either way, you're just choosing how to respond instead of letting yourself just do the gut reaction. Now for their irritability, obviously that one isn't necessarily a consistent thing because it depends on how they're feeling that day and what's gone on for them, right? But what you can do is you can just remind yourself all the time. And that's what I mean by training and planning ahead is this is something that you can just go over with yourself. And if it's something that happens often enough that it affects your family or your relationship with that child, then remind yourself, okay, when they're irritable, something else must be going on underneath. Maybe they had a hard day. And so if you can just remind yourself, maybe even just to face it with curiosity, anytime your teen is crabby, face it with curiosity, because when you are curious about what's going on for them, and curious why they are so snappy, you see things differently. And that is when I feel like your intuition will take over. That big heart of love that you have for your teen will take over and you will be able to show up in the way that you always want to. You'll be able to show up and love on them like no other. And this may allow for more connection and more opening up, and it may not. But either way, you have shown up the way you want to with understanding and forgiveness for their mood. And you can do the same for yourself. All of the things we talked about with your teens apply to you. If you notice yourself being irritable, check in, see what's going on. Are you maxed out? Are you stressed? Are you really focused or preoccupied on something else that's a concern for you? Where is your mind? What is going on? Because as soon as you can notice those things, then you can address them and see what you need to do so that you aren't so snappy and see what you can do to help lessen the stress or whatever it may be. So the next time your teen or tween is super irritable and snapping at everybody, remember, it's not about you. It's about them. It's not a problem. 
It's just communicating. They are telling you that something else is going on. So just love on them. And maybe there will be a way that you can help. But I tell you what, you're loving on them and showing up in a way that is more responsive than reactive. That alone will make a huge difference. You've got this. Before you go, I wanted to make sure you knew that in April, I am going to be hosting a masterclass and I am so excited about it. It's been in the works for a while and it's going to be amazing. So you won't want to miss it. It's going to be all about finding balance in your mom life. I should have a set date and time next week. So just listen for it on the podcast. And just so you know, I send all this information out weekly in my email. So if you want to sign up for my weekly wholehearted email, then you will not only know what's coming up, but you will also get those motivational emails each week. You'll find the link for that in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone. I'm excited to share more tools, insights, and experiences with you every week to help you start smiling more in your mom life, even when it's hard. If you want even more help, you can find me on Instagram at Chrysalis Coaching with Kimberly, or you can check out my one-on-one coaching program on my website, chrysaliscoachingwithkimberly.com.